welcome to episode one of what we are going to call the isolation series. Before we go into what we're going to talk about, it's probably best we introduce ourselves. I'm Dominic Foster. I've been personal training for five years now, working in the fitness industry, seven or eight years. And I'm self-employed. I work out of a, a gym in Leon C called ABC. And I've got with me Leo Parry. So if you want to go from there and talk about basically your background and then we'll start. Lovely stuff. Okay, so I'm Leo Parry, as Dom just said. I'm 28 years old, been in the fitness industry now for five, six years, something along the lines of that. I am self-employed as well, and I train my clients out of my own studio, um, uh, a gym in Leon C, and I'm also doing some online training as well, so via the computer. Perfect. So we're going to call this one training from home. Obviously, hopefully when you're listening to this, we'll still be in lockdown, Um and the idea behind it is to give you sort of two opposite ends of the spectrum of how we're dealing with it, because I'm in a background where I live in basically a small one bedroom flat with my partner with minimal kit. So I'm going to talk about how we're dealing with that. And then, Leo, if you want to talk about your where you're at and basically like the situation you're in pretty much. Yeah, well, I think I think we're in very sort of different situations in regards to you're in a small flat and I'm luckily enough in our renovated barn in the countryside. Cause we, yeah. we came, I came up here with my um, daughter and my fiance uh, a few days before Boris initiated the first lockdown series. And we came up for a holiday, which we therefore didn't have because that, that week was spent mm. sort of watching the news and seeing what on earth was happening. And then when they said that, you know, full lockdown is in order, you can't go out, you can't see family members. We thought, well, we haven't got a garden back at home. And seems though it's so nice up here. We've got we've got the room available. Yeah, we might as well stay up here. And now that was that was over eight weeks ago. Now, yeah. so essentially, I've moved. I've moved to Norfolk. I've moved to Norfolk, <laughs> which has always been a dream of mine. Actually, yeah. I, I love. Honestly, we've had this we've had this holiday home since I was I think since I was five, and it has been like my favourite place. Yeah. growing up, it's got a lot of nostalgia for me. So yeah, a little dream come true in a way. Yeah. So obviously, the important thing that we want to get across to most people is we don't want to be like. The, the personal trainers that are just telling you like how that how to do everything and that we've got everything like sweet basically the opposite ends is you've got like a, a child and a fiance to look after pretty much um yeah. and then i've got like the limited space and the partner so we both have like challenges that just everyone else has as well um so how have you found it with having a child and still being able to train? Have you found it hard or have you got things that you've been able to do to work around it? Um, I think it's been challenging for anyone, mm. to be frank. You know, I'm obviously fortunate, like I said, to have the space up here. So the upstairs bedroom, which is a bedroom that we, we aren't using, luckily yeah. enough, I've turned that into my office and my training. It's my gym as well. Mm -hmm. So I like, at least I can close the door, lock the door and, you know, detach myself from, from, from the family. Yeah. But I'm essentially having to train when the little one's asleep. Yeah. Because she's got this obsession with, and if anyone watches my story, yeah. you'll see, she's got my obsession, an obsession with coming in and just joining in with me. Whenever I'm talking on the phone to a client, Instagram training, she just, she doesn't understand leaving me alone. So yeah. it's when she's asleep. Um, she has a little nap in the middle of the day mm. that I, I have to grasp the uh, the opportunity and, and train. Um, but to be honest, at the beginning, it was very much of a, 
oh, this this won't go on for that long. I'm I'm yeah. not really gonna gonna look at investing into any equipment or anything. I just just sit it out. But then as the the days and the week sort of went on, you did realise that this was going to be something that was at least going to be a month or so. So that's when I transitioned my my work from clients face to face onto online, which was was great and has been going very well since. Um, But we obviously were looking into buying equipment. Obviously, no one wants to spend hundreds and hundreds of pounds on stuff. So, you know, resistance bands, you can do you can do a fair, fair amount with them. Mm -hmm. So I ordered a kit. Right, it was eighteen eighteen pound kit. Yeah, <laughs> I've broken five of the bands. Yeah, um, and cut myself in the process. Everyone's biggest fear with resistance bands, isn't it? Yeah, it's essentially it's a kit that should have been you. Well, it is really for like yoga. Now I've looked looked at the bands <laughs> and played them. It's yoga. It's just gentle stretching. So you know, you put any decent amount of resistance, and they snap. So let's just say the clients have not been. Uh, suggested to buy that kit they've now no. got the quality bands that you would expect you know someone like you or I to have in a gym yeah um, and they're not going to break anytime soon so we're all good when it comes to like handles and attachments to make sure that you're making you're giving yourself everything you can possibly do available then um, yeah I've, I've, I'd probably say I've invested around 50 pounds yeah but that, that think... is, that's enabled me to to train for two maybe three months and you think about a gym membership yeah that's going to be 100 quid saved there. So, you know, your quid's in if you look at it that way. Yeah, and I think that's, that's well important. A few things you said there. One is training when your um, daughter is um, asleep. Is that something, do you plan it in or do you literally, as soon as you've got time, like as soon as, as, soon as the eyes are closed, you have to literally run and go? Or do you roughly know when it's going to happen and you plan it in every day? So... I'm a, I'm a strong believer, and I've said this to, to people on Instagram, and I, I've, I've got all my clients to do it, to actually plan when we're going to train. So, yeah. obviously, whether you're furloughed or you are working from home or whatever, you know, people are keeping themselves busy, of course, mm. as best they can. But the days do disappear, don't they? It's quite yeah. interesting how, I mean, how the morning, I'm, you know, I'm up at seven every morning, and then before you know it, it's lunchtime, and I'm thinking, yeah. where has those five hours gone? It's bizarre. So planning, planning what day you're going to train throughout the week and then ideally a rough time of that, mm-hmm. you're giving yourself some structure, which is so important. Yeah. So like for myself, I'm giving myself three workouts a week minimum. Anything, mm-hmm. I, anything else I do on top of that is just, it's just extra. Yeah. So I'm doing um, an upper, a lower, and then a full body workout. So I'm hitting every muscle group twice a week. I'm having a rest day in the middle. So I'm doing like something along the lines of like a Monday, a Wednesday and a Friday. Yeah. Or if, if one of those days doesn't work, for example, then I'll move it to like a, a Tuesday, a Thursday and a Saturday. But that's how I'm structuring it. Because if I, I feel that it's, you know, it's, it is unnecessary to be training as much as some people believe. Yeah, and I agree. If you, if you spend more time into three sessions and make them absolutely fantastic, then you're going to get a better response to what you're doing than if you try and split that over like six sessions, you know? Yeah, and another like the whole point of you just saying that you you set yourself free to do, but anything extra almost is like a bonus. Mm-hmm. Is something I feel like loads of people need to to hear as well. Like in terms of them training from home, is I'll always say to people is set like a minimum you can do. Like on your worst week ever, how many times could you train? And then anything else is a bonus. So the fact that you mentioned that is well important, I think, for people to hear that you like. there's no point telling yourself that you're going to train every day when you know you can't because you're going to feel crap when you don't. But if you tell yourself, 
I'm going to train three times this week and you end up training every day or maybe five days a week. It's seen as a positive, isn't it? Rather than a constant negative. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that, that carries over to sort of everything you do in life, really. Yeah. I mean, obviously we're, we're, we'll leave nutrition for this, for this podcast and we'll mm. do that in, in the next one. But you know, it's the same sort of, same sort of um, protocol. If you set yourself the goal of, of, of achieving X, Y, and Z every single day for seven days with your nutrition, and then realistically, Friday comes around. You've you've played your cards too close to your te- to your chest, and you've you're asking too much of yourself from week one. Yeah, then it's going to leave you feeling very deflated, and um, it's more likely than not going to leave you sort of throwing it all away. You know, so setting yourself like a like a minimum you could do, but making sure that minimum is going to be enough to add some importance to what you're yeah. doing. Then I think I think and then you're good to go. Set yourself up for success, like don't set yourself up for something that's unrealistic because you're always going to be left feeling deflated. If you do. Yeah. So yeah. Two massive things. Like, like you said, if you have kids, you're literally just going to have to pick and choose. Like if ideally you would want to set a routine and for most people that works best. But I think on the side of that is if, if you are all over the place routine wise, one, you're going to find it harder, but two, if you can literally just steal sessions whenever you can, like, if the kid, if your kid literally will go to sleep during the afternoon at say half twelve, if that becomes a recurring theme, if you can, li- if you can take that half hour to an hour, get some decent work in, then you're going to be going to be winning, really, aren't you? Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things because there will be people watching this with kids that say, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be training when they're asleep. I'm going to use that just to sit down and relax yeah. for a minute. Like, and obviously I can empathise with that completely, and yeah. that's why if you do have a child that's sleeping every day to not have seven workouts planned into your week, like if yes. you've got two or three planned in, that still gives you like, you know, three to four, may- maybe even five opportunities throughout the week where you can just put your feet on the yeah. sofa and just watch whatever. That's you a good point, actually. Um, See, that's why it's important having someone in here with the kid. Cause I wouldn't have thought of that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because <laughs> obviously when, when she goes down, when, she's like me when i was a kid apparently like she needs she's like a dog but you need to like walk her every day like she's, yeah, yeah she's she's an absolute nutter so she's up and then she's not going to stop moving until she mm. sleeps and then vice versa again so we're lucky that she sleeps well um but when she isn't sleeping there's no real time for anything like yeah this. like she's asleep at the moment <laughs> otherwise yeah. this this podcast wouldn't happen yeah. wouldn't wouldn't be working no definitely not perfect and then what i'll do is if i i'll touch on basically where i am so as i mentioned at the beginning um the situation i'm in is slightly different in the fact that i don't have a child so i don't have that to think about some of you won't obviously um but again i'm very limited for space so i'm in a one-bedroom flat with my partner who is a teacher but isn't working as much at the moment so we are here all the time together and sort of the issue that I have, which I'm assuming a lot, there's a lot of people out there in the same as me. We don't have outdoor space, like we don't have a garden. So we are effectively training in our kitchen. Um, I am lucky in the sense that I have been able to take some kit from the gym that I work at. So we do have, we do have some kit, but again, our issue is we're sharing it so that where our flat is so small, we have to train together because if I'm training and she's not, she has to basically just lock herself in the bedroom. So it just works out better that we train together. So our problem is space massively and just planning a session that we can both do stuff at the same time. Um, and like we were talking, I won't go too into it, but we, 
we effectively end up having, oh, I threw my toys at the pram last week because I just had enough of it really like training from home was getting to me and planning the session out every day was getting in, getting to me um, or probably lack of lack of um, planning, which is a point that I'll touch on is if you are in a situation where you don't have much space and you have a very limited amount of kit, planning what you're going to do is so important. And oh, my girlfriend yeah. probably kicked the crap out of me for saying this, because this is the reason why we had an argument is we hadn't planned the session. We got into the session and realized it just wasn't working. And one of us was going to throw their toys out of the pram and it was me. So we didn't end up training. Um, oh yeah, but you need, yeah, but I can, I can second that when it cut. I mean, I've obviously when I'm at the gym, I've obviously got a program that I follow and that, and that's, that's, yeah. that's on a, like a PDF on my phone. So that's a bit different. Mm. But obviously, I haven't got that equipment now. So what I am doing is I'm just pen and pad before, yep. the, before the session, just writing down exactly what I'm going to do in the order, how many sets, and then ideally looking at what I did previously and seeing, yep. seeing if I can match, if not possibly beat the reps I did previously. Obviously, it's, it is slightly different when, it, when you are playing with bands because mm-hmm. um, there's no drop-off with the band. Yeah. So the band is consistently getting tighter where you are getting weaker with a lot of movement. Yeah. So like there is actually quite a bit of demand that you have to go through when using bands a lot of the time. But mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I've had some great workouts in the past yeah. eight weeks to the point. I mean, like I trained push on Saturday, I think it was. Mm-hmm. My my chest and my arms, I can't explain to you how fried they were for the last yeah. few days. I mean, as fried as I'd expect them to be if I had a proper workout in the gym. Yeah. And this is this is another thing that's worth touching on as well for everyone out there that thinks that training from home is inferior. Like to a point, yes, but it is all about how much effort you put into it, really, isn't it? Like you're like when especially like if you are fairly not necessarily new to training, but you don't train too regularly anyway, training from home is still gonna be challenging for most people. Myself included, like I've I've had some really hard workouts with just body weight and a band or two in there. Um, And I've had like a lot of my clients come back to me and say like they almost miss the gym because of how hard the training from home is. So it's important not to neglect that point at all. The one one movement that I have that I almost need to apologise to is the push-up. Yes, and split squats. Yeah, like honestly, a push-up, I... It's one of those things that you sort of, you know, when you're in school, the teachers get you to do it. Mm. And, and I don't know, maybe it just has this bad rep that it's it's not as great. as Because otherwise you'd see everyone doing them in the gyms, right? Yeah. Like, why do you need a bench press? Why do you need this? Why do you need that? But, oh my Lord, you do you do three or four sets with some proper tempo. You're making sure mm. you're, you're performing those reps correctly. And then you throw a band into the mix. Yeah. You do that properly. You should be in a, in a, in a, well, I'm gonna say it, a world of shit to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, Same with split squats, isn't it? Oh, I honestly they they were in my program. My coach put them in my program for me for the yeah. last month before lockdown. Oh, it was like the work. I I dislike them in every single aspect, but I they are in a lot of my clients' programs, so I have to yeah. I have to do them. I have to yeah, do them. yeah. But I'm always gonna video a split squat to show people as proof that I do do it. I do do it. Yes. Yeah, but so no, like, like you go back just quickly, like just finish on what you said before. You go back yeah. to is home workouts effective enough? Well, I'd like get like I get everyone to sort of strip it back to exactly what they're trying to achieve at this specific point. Like, yeah, 
if you say, oh, I'm looking to really continue growing muscle tissue during this period, it's like, okay, but is, are you aligning your nutrition up with that? Yeah. And if you're someone that has, has received um, regular stimulus in the gym for a period of time, you're not a newbie anymore, mm-hmm. then the reality is then you're probably not going to have the right amount of stimulus to actually yeah. put you in a growing position with just bands. Mm-hmm. So that's why I personally have used this time to go into a dieting phase. Yeah. Because mate, we all know maintaining muscle tissue is very easy. Stimulate yep. it to some degree. Make sure you're having enough protein and a, and a decent amount of um, food to merit that. But growing tissue is different kettle of fish. And I'm not expecting to, to grow anything at this, at this specific point. But maintaining mm-hmm. my muscle tissue while reducing body fat is going swimmingly well for me. And yeah. it means that when I get back to the gym, I can then go into a growing phase, which is going to put me in a really good yeah. It's going to make me feel good because I'll be, I'll be leaner. And we all know that feeling slimmer and being slimmer is, is a better feeling than being overweight. You know? Yeah. And and like I said, for for most people, this time is so good to get some really good habits in. Like I've had conversations with clients who are training a little bit more than they normally would because they have a bit more time. Yeah. Um, and the focus has definitely not been on building more muscle. Um, just because, like I said, if they've been training for a long time, it's going to be a lot harder. But what you can do, like you said, is maintain what muscle you do have, which is so important. Dieting in this time for some is fine as well because like i said they've got a lot more control over the, what they can eat yeah um, we, we are so it's just realigning right. goals like what you said is just just like taking the pressure off yourself to to like like you mentioned build muscle and just finding a different route to go down and there's nothing wrong with that at all is there no i mean yeah everything you've just said is is you know I'm, i completely 100 percent agree with yeah so yeah, like um, just just quickly before we before we wrap it up, have you got you've got a couple of minutes anyway, ain't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I just want if we go back over some of this stuff. So the things that most people are struggling with are, like you said, space, having a family around, and having some sort of goal. So if you could give, if you could give off of what you said, if you could give like three actionable things that people could take away and do from like a parent's point of view what would you say they are? Number one would be identify exactly what you're trying to achieve during lockdown when it, when yeah. it comes to your, like your nutrition and your training. So obviously, like I said a second ago, make sure that your training and nutrition align up with each other depending on the goal. So be clear. Are you looking for a reduction in body fat and therefore you're looking to solely maintain muscle tissue? Mm-hmm. Um, are you looking to improve your um, ability to train outside of the gym by just experimenting more and just enjoying the process? Or are you possibly, maybe you've got more kit available or you're a newbie anyway, and therefore your body will have a better adaptation to the stimulus that a, um, that a band could give you. So identify that would be number one. Yeah. And then that would obviously align up exactly what you're doing in and around it. Uh, Number two, have a plan. So like Mm -hmm. I said, make sure that the workouts are planned out. So you, once you get into them, you can get through them without having to think what's coming next. Because if like, honestly, if you, like, I can speak from experience at the beginning, I did a workout and just, just did it. I didn't really plan it out. It wasn't as enjoyable as actually having a, yeah. a, a set plan in place. You didn't feel as confident while doing it. Um, so that's definitely something that you should be looking into doing, but, and also making sure that you are picking the days you're going to train and ideally the times that you're going to train, especially if you have a family, yeah. um, you've got children, you need to try and identify when's the best opportunity. So, you know, like I said, for me, 
I'm using the time when she's asleep, middle of the day for an hour or two. But mm-hmm. if you don't have that availability with your children, then maybe when they go to bed, because, you, you know, I'm fully aware that no one's going to get up early when they haven't got kids yeah. because they're already up. Yeah. Like, need to, that, yeah. that would be like my three top tips. Like, yeah. Like, just, just, just set yourself up, have clarity on what you're doing um, going into each week and then not, not asking too much from yourself. That, that, yeah. That's me done. And obviously that question comes straight back to you, Dom. I'm assuming yeah. that you, you, your points are obviously probably quite similar to what I've said. Yeah, I'd pretty much echo that. Like for me personally, the the most important thing is is the routine, is sticking to a time that you know that you can do, and just 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 seeing it as like a non-negotiable. Like there are days during the week, near enough every morning, I wake up, I think to myself, I really don't want to do this. Like the time that we train is eight o'clock in the morning because it gives me enough time to get up, do a little bit of work and then train. And then we've got the whole day ahead of us. Cause we found if we, if we're not doing much during the day, we, we, you get more lethargic in the thought of getting up, like, especially where I've got such a small space, I'm going to be sitting in the same place I'm going to be training. So the motivation to do that is so low. Um, yeah. So we basically get up, we've picked our time and we just do it. So it, the thought of doing it is a lot easier. Um, so I can't stress that enough. Uh, planning the night before, if possible, because what you don't want to do is get to your session, end up talking about it, arguing like we have before, or just losing the will to live and not wanting to do it. Um, yeah. And one of the other tips that I found that really helps is if you are in a situation where you are training in a small environment is if you can set up like a new gym routine so for me what i've been doing in the morning is i'll get up have a coffee i'll literally walk to the bottom of my road walk down the park in in my gym stuff and then come back in and then train straight away because then it will stop me from waking up sitting down and then going oh i'm probably going to start training now Um, yeah like like for me i just put on my training top yeah like if i'm out like if anyone saw my stories i was training my pants on saturday in the garden yeah like that that that's fine i believe that's fine because i'm in the countries there's not a lot of people that yeah are, you're all good look they're look, looking at me anyway um but yeah like otherwise i'm just wearing my gym gear and i think that's very important because like it's very easy just to stay in your pajamas and start training yeah. Um, so yeah like i've been saying to a lot of people is if you can set up like a new routine so whether that is if you're still at work bring your gym stuff to, with with you to work, get changed at work. And then as soon as you come home, start training. Cause if you sit down, it's not going to happen. If um, you are training first thing in the morning, get up, um, get a coffee, like put your favorite music in, go for a walk, literally, even if it is walk down the street and then come back. But as soon as you come back, you're, that's it. You're in, you're in gym mode now and start training. Um, they are the most important things. Cause like everyone, we're all creatures of habit. So the more, the more routine we can do, the, the, the less thinking we're going to do and the more likely we are to do it. Um, they're sort of what I would push. But yeah, I, I pretty much echo what you said. Um, so if we wrap it up there um, and we'll touch on nutrition next. Yeah, episode two. Episode two will be on nutrition and that is the end of episode one, training from home. Well, there we go. Thank you very much. This has been a good, uh, good experience. I've enjoyed it. Nice one, mate. And I will catch up with you soon. Yeah. Thanks for watching, everyone. Have a good day. Bye.